I'm Leah, and it's Old Fashioned Friday. We're talking about Wisconsin's signature cocktail, all the best watering holes, and small-town, big-hearted living. Pull up a chair, and let's get started. Well, hello there. I'm Leah, and it is Old Fashioned Friday. However you came about finding me on my little corner of the internet, I'm so glad you're here. This is the Old Fashioned Friday podcast. Why Old Fashioned Friday, you wonder? Well, the world's crazy right now, and I think that Old Fashions and Fridays are two things we can all come together and agree on, don't you? Oh my goodness, when you hear the little jingling, that's my dog's collar. Like the rest of the free world, I work at home, so my dogs join me. Henna and Fat April, if you're wondering. But we're not talking about dogs today, we're talking about old fashions. So what we are talking about today, though, is my latest issue of Whiskey Advocate magazine came in the mail today, and I'm so excited to peruse it. So we're going to be going through it together today. I hope you stick around for Old Fashioned Friday, episode 13. So welcome to the Old Fashioned Friday podcast. My name is Leah. I'm thrilled that you found us on this. I'm thrilled that you found me in this little corner of the internet. No, serious. If you you listen and like what you hear, please share it. I think... In the times we live in, to have a little lighthearted discussion about something fun is um, helpful. I know it's helpful to me to think about something other than the state of the world. So um, I'm, I'm thinking it's going it, to, other people probably can also might appreciate that. So we're talking about the Whiskey Advocate magazine today. It just came in the mail. It comes quarterly, and this is my second issue. So they do it like um, like one side of the magazine is one topic, and then you kind of flip it over, and the other side is a different topic or a different cover. So like it has two covers, and then they kind of meet in the middle, if that makes sense. It's hard to show you, you know, with just sound. So uh, this is a bourbon so this is a bourbon issue and then also a tribute to the happiest hour. Let's take a look. Lots of advertising, but it's beautiful, beautiful imagery. And um, for me, someone who's learning, who wants to learn more about different kinds of whiskeys and bourbons, I think this is helpful to see um, ads from all the different companies. So they have a section every time about um, uh, cities you can visit, and they talk about like 24 hours in um, in a city and give you examples of what uh, distilleries you could visit, restaurants, bars to try, places to visit, like in a sample weekend down there. Last The last issue was Nashville. I found that interesting because that's someplace I look forward to traveling to in the future. This issue is about Miami. They've got a recipe section about pears. See why whiskey and pears are the perfect pairing. Uh, see what they did there. Apples tend to steal the spotlight in the fall. Pears are just as diverse. Since you can tease out pear notes in many whiskeys, take advantage of the season's fresh bounty and make these whiskey cocktails. The subtle caramel notes of whiskey create a lovely dialogue with the subtle sweetness of pears, says Ricardo 
Elvarado, bar manager of Mama Delia and Bordel in Chicago. Together, these two make for a well-balanced cocktail that's simple, evocative, and powerful all at the same time. So they give some pear whiskey cocktail recipes. Let's see which one looks good. Mm. Okay, this one's called The Fall of Whiskey, created by Anthony Baker, a freelance cocktail professor. Oh, I love that title. That's great. This refreshing drink hints of cooler weather ahead. The fresh pear and apple cider cool the heat of the rye whiskey with wonderful spice notes from the bitters. So this is an ounce and a half of a rye whiskey, quarter of a pear, three quarter ounce simple syrup, half ounce lemon juice, apple blossom bitters, Angostura bitters, hard cider, all mixed together, strained into a Collins glass, and then top with apple cider. Garnish with a rosemary sprig, cinnamon stick, and a slice of pear. That sounds delicious. Want a little more Old Fashioned Friday in your life? Head over to oldfashionedfriday.com and sign up to receive more recipes and more stories in my twice a month-ish newsletter. That's oldfashionedfriday.com. Oh, this was interesting. Um talk about pairing this is a pairing this is suggestions of whiskeys to pair with uh treat sweets so little debbie they pair the little debbie honey bun with canadian club reserve the bun coaxes out the spice of the spirit uh next one is the little debbie swiss roll and ardbeg wee beastie i'm sure i'm pronouncing all of those wrong a simple partnership that mixes smoke and chocolate to delightful effect with a cream addition that complements both. And then the last one is a hostess Twinkie and four roses poured over an ice ball. With the ice taking the edge off the spicy spirit, the vanilla is allowed to emerge and enhance the flavor of the snack cake. That's great, that's great. Oh, there was an interesting article on um, the black market of, of whiskeys, which I didn't even know was a thing like really rare whiskeys that are being sold at auction and then buying though being able to also buy those on the black market avoiding the fakes black market bourbon boom our update on the secondary market finds that illegally flipping bourbon is more widespread and profitable than ever despite predictions of its demise huh well i will avoid and not endorse the black market of bourbon how's that this was interesting, though, the article about the auction houses. Uh, this looks record-breaking. Um, Linnell's Red Hook Rye, 24-year-old, barrel number two, Sotheby's, sold it for $35,000. Thank you very much. Eagle Rare, 20-year-old double Eagle Rare, sold for $11,046 at auction. Yeah, I don't anticipate spending that kind of money on one bottle of whiskey anytime soon. <laughs> oh, look at this, look, Old Fashioned Week. Here's an ad, did you know this was a thing, Old Fashioned Week? Elijah Craig presents Old Fashioned Week, an annual celebration of this classic bourbon cocktail featuring events in bars and online. Together we'll raise a glass and some funds for a great cause, the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Oldfashionedweek.com, October 15th to 24th. That's right now as I'm recording this. That's interesting. Old Fashioned Week, something to celebrate. Okay, then here's an ad for, I don't know if it's an ad or an article. Now open New York City's only wine-focused private membership club. 
WS New York is the city's only food and wine-focused private membership club. You are invited to experience a culinary destination unlike any other in the heart of Hudson Yards, featuring an extraordinary whiskey list. And they spell whiskey with a Y only, so you know it's fancy. All right. Let's look at the happy hour side of the magazine. They had some old-fashioned recipes. This is where I was going. So they talk, okay, first they talk about the Great American Whiskey Bar. When putting together your at-home whiskey collection, I gotta tell you, I'm working on it, I'm getting there. You'll want bottles of American whiskey that span the full flavor profile. Bourbon can be smooth and sweet, heavy on the caramel and vanilla. Conversely, it can be more driven by rye and wood, leading to pours that are spicy and oaky. A new breed of bourbon is even being finished in secondary casks, leading to hints of red wine and sherry. That sounds very interesting. I've had I've had some beers that are finished in a bourbon barrel, but now this is bourbon finished in red wine barrels or casks. That's interesting. Whether a beginner or connoisseur, you should be able to find your perfect bottle among the spectrum spectrum featured here. So they say every American whiskey bar should have Maker's Mark, got it, Basil Hayden's, a Jim Beam Black, Legend Bourbon, Kentucky Straight Bourbon in the Japanese whiskey style. That's something I haven't tried is Japanese whiskey. That's the one that's finished in sherry and red wine casks. Flavors of tart cherries, dried fruit, and smoky char. Booker's Bourbon. And then they see Knob Creek Rye. I have Knob Creek Bourbon, not Rye. And then they suggest this home bar tip. Play around with adding drops of water and even an, and even an ice cube to each whiskey. See how they open up and what new aromas and flavors are unlocked. Also, try a blind tasting to see if you can differentiate notes of rye and wheat within these expressions. Have you been enjoying Old Fashioned Fridays? Become a supporter. Your monthly contribution of $1, $5, or $10 a month helps to cover some of my costs and keeps things going around here. If you'd like to help out, all you have to do is go to oldfashionedfriday.com, click on listen, and click on support, and you can sign up right through Patreon. Thank you so much. Okay, now here they have an article talking about American whiskey, classic cocktails that show American whiskey at its best. They have a recipe for, or they talk about a whiskey highball, Manhattan, whiskey sour, and of course an old-fashioned. This is what they say about the old-fashioned. The old-fashioned got its start the old-fashioned way. It inherited it. Drinkers have called for old fashions at the bar since at least the 1880s, but the name is a throwback to something far older. We know this already if you've been following along. The original whiskey cocktail. During the Rococo post-Civil War era of drinking, bartenders fell to bombarding concoctions with syrups, cordials, and fruit juices. So bartenders wanted to like improve their drinks or like during Prohibition, they wanted to make the whiskey taste better or mask the taste of the, the whiskey. So that's when they began adding all of those things, uh, syrups and sugars and sugar uh, flavors and fruit, etc. Uh, patrons who favor a return to a less bumptious cocktail would ask for their drink served the old-fashioned way, a simple mix of spirit, sugar, and bitters. And unless another spirit was called for, whiskey was the assumed base. And then they talk about the old-fashioned a little bit more, uh, different ways to make it... Um, a classic old-fashioned, and then they say play with bitters. Um, orange bitters can inject a brightness. Mexican chocolate bitters. Pimento bitters? Hmm, I don't know. 
swap your syrup. So instead of a simple syrup, you could um, experiment with different flavors of syrup, like a maple syrup, which is excellent. I think we've tried that. Um, upscale your garnish. Try flower petals. No, I'm not putting a flower in my old fashioned. But then this is interesting. They they say to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, if I your old fashioned. They say the Badger State prefers its old fashions a little different. Muddling a fruit cocktail of oranges and brandy cherries in the bottom of the glass. After adding the cocktail, they likewise top it with lemon lime soda, grapefruit soda, or club soda, depending on how sweet or dry you prefer it. Now, I think, I think they, I'd just be interested to find out. I think they just mixed it up a little bit. Um, you know, the original or the, the favorite old fashioned in Wisconsin is brandy. Now, this is a Knob Creek sponsored content, so maybe they don't want to talk about brandy, but um, typically in a Wisconsin old fashioned is made with brandy and it's muddled with a cocktail cherry, but not a brandied cherry. I mean, I've heard of brandied cherries where you where you take your cocktail cherry and, you know, soak it in brandy for some time. But I've never really thought that the default Wisconsin, that the classic Wisconsin old-fashioned, if you were going to tell somebody how to make a Wisconsin old-fashioned, that your go-to would be muddling brandied cherries. I think the author of this got a little confused. Or because they don't want to bring up brandy because it's a whiskey magazine. That could be it. I don't know. So I was debating, do I send them a letter? Like they have a little letter to the editor section. Do I send them a letter and remind them how to make it old fashioned or let it go? I'll probably let it go. Or I will try a brandy cherry in my old fashioned and see what happens. Maybe, maybe that's all that and that's what we all should be doing. So those are, those are the highlights of uh, what I found helpful in, in this, um, in this quarter's issue of the magazine. Well, I figure as long as I'm reading it, we may as well read it together. We're learning together as we go here, right? So I think that's all I've got for today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me today. Next time, next time. So this is episode 13, lucky 13. Episode 14, next episode, will be my first time recording with a guest. And I'm very grateful to uh, my friend, Melissa Werner, who stepped into the role. And uh, we're going to talk about, about life in the Northwoods and forming friendships and, of course, old fashions, of course. So I hope you join me for that in the next episode. And, and I will land this plane. I'll talk to you next time when I'll have Melissa with me for another episode of Old Fashioned Friday. Thanks for following along with this episode of Old Fashioned Friday. I'm Leah, and it would mean so much to me if you joined me next time. Until then, I want to toast to three simple things. Stories shared around the table, well-crafted cocktails, and friendships as strong as our whiskey.